0: although the mountain movers, as I've heard. By the way, being a preteen or a mountain mover is amazing. I was one in the church, and it rocks. So I thought it was some of the the best pe- periods of my life in the church. Um, any any thoughts? Why it's good to be like Jesus? Don't have to be a mountain mover. You can anybody. Oh, Oge. Okay. Oge okay, used used to live in Reading, so I've got to have Oge okay, say something. Mm-hmm. So it worked with that by wow. so the so family. Okay. You no. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Actually you make the world a little bit of a better place. Wow. We should get our beautiful assistants to come up and sing Michael Jackson's Make the World a Better Place <laughs> after that. Good point. Danny. Queen, as well. Do you have a thought, Danny? Yeah, yeah. So, it's actually a really deep question. I think for me, it's not so much that oh, this is going to sound awful. <laughs> I don't want to actually be like Jesus, but more to do with the fact that I, I need Jesus' presence. Mm. Because, like Don said, I need Him in my life from your peaceful point of view, and I need I need that influence in my life and that inspiration mm. in my life. Otherwise, my life just seems like. Yeah. Good enough. Yeah. Good enough that I die, and that's it. That just seems pointless. Mm. Mm. And I need that. You need more. Yeah. Need Hold it together. Putting back together. Otherwise, mm. a uh, fall apart. As opposed to, I want to be like him. So like, I need him mm. to keep me together. Mm. Well, there's many reasons to want to be like Jesus. I know for me, I think of. I mean, Jesus is very much the ultimate human being. You know, we're all created uh, ideally to be the best we can be. But the only way we can truly uh, realise our God-given potential is, is for us to be, uh, you know, like Jesus in our own way. You know, I was created to be uh, the Jesus version of, of Ben. Malcolm was created to be the Jesus version of Malcolm. We were all created to be, ideally, the Jesus version of Of ourselves, and we're going to talk a bit about that today. So we're going to talk about the principle of a cord of three strands. So this principle comes from Ecclesiastes four. Many of us probably uh, know this Bible verse, and it says, "Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not." Quickly broken. The idea that if we're with other people, we're better than if we're just alone. That idea that if we have friends who we, we have as companions, we'll go further than where we would go if it was just us. That's what we're going to talk about. Now, I, I, uh, I hail from the, the Thames Valley Church. In uh, in sort of the Reading area, so Oge Oge was baptised in the Thames Valley Church. uh, So that's a very you know it's a reason why there's a bit of connection here. And um, what what I've done is I've got three three points about kind of aspects of Christian uh, relationship that uh, really helped me be more uh, like Jesus, and I found really uh, inspiring in my Christian life. And and the three points are three brothers. I have in the Thames Valley Church and three principles that they've taught me about what it means to uh, have great Christian relationships and ultimately become more like Jesus. So I'm going to talk a bit about things uh, more from kind of when I was a teen, so a bit younger. So, you know, if you're, you're, you're a preteen, you're, you know, or a teen, certainly not too, too far off what, what, you, what you might be sort of the situations you might be facing at the moment so my first point this is alex heath so i don't know if you guys know of alex heath alex heath is the guy on the left doing an arm wrestle here at a team camp in thames valley so um, alex heath is a a really good friend of mine i first met alex probably in about 1999 so a long time ago alex would have been about three and i would have been about five so it would have been a sort of you know would have been very, very young. And we met in, uh, you know, we used to have church in Sandhurst Community Centre. And um, I remember one of my endearing memories, or maybe not so endearing memories of Alex, was during Kids' Kingdom, he used to lick the, uh, the chewing gum un- un- underneath the bottom of uh, tables in the, in, 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 in the Kids' Kingdom room for his own enjoyment and pleasure. So uh, that was, you know... he. W- well, he did that in, in his later years, probably up to about 10 as, as well. Um, but but uh, that's an endearing memory of, of, of Alex for me. As Alex has matured, his biceps have grown bigger. A- Alex is known in Thames Valley as, the, as a very strong man. He, was a, uh, he, used to, he started playing rugby when he was about 14, and he played prop. He was a front row, so he thought, you know what, I need to get big arms in order to, 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 to win in rugby and you know that's him doing a one-arm pull-up while reading his bible so there you go that's a good it's so a good example of you know strength spiritually and and physically he actually attempted to break the the world record for heaviest one-arm pull-up um ever that's how kind of he takes his he takes his his his, his, his muscles pretty pretty seriously and um <laughs> uh, 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 yeah so i'm sure you weren't expecting that uh, and uh, me and him are really, really good friends. This is us at a, uh, Hope, Volunt- a Hope Worldwide Volunteer Day. Uh, we're painting some fences and, you know, doing a bit of work for the poor. And me and Alex really, we didn't sort of start off as particularly close friends. And it was only sort of as I kind of became a Christian and Alex, be- uh, he became a Christian, that we started to get closer um, as brothers. And we really, we, we really sort of built a really amazing relationship. And it's something that we're we're sort of rekindling uh, post-university for myself. Um, And the reason for me that I found this relationship so powerful was the level of openness and vulnerability in our relationship. You know, that's one of the amazing things about being a Christian is God calls us to share things in our lives that are really deep share our challenges, our sins, not because just should feel bad, but because they help us grow. When we talk about things, the Bible says in, uh, in James 5, we're healed when we confess our sins. This is an interesting verse, Hebrews 12, verse 15. See to it, that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. See to it that no one is sexually immoral or is godless like Esau, who for a single meal sold his inheritance rights as the oldest son. Now, many of us have probably read a very similar verse in Hebrews 4. Uh, We we often study it when uh, when we study the Bible for the first time and it talks about, you know, see to it that none of us has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. Now, the first word to me, the first two words, see to it. A very interesting idea. See to it. I don't know what comes into your head when you think of seeing to something. You know, the, the idea that you're going to make sure something is done. You're going to see to it that the shopping is done. You're going to see to it that the kids' homework gets done. You're going to make sure that it happens. And that's what God talks about. ...in these relationships with each other. He says, make sure that no one falls short of the grace of God... ...and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble. And he's basically, the writer of Hebrews is saying... ...as Christians, part of our calling is to make sure... ...that each other is doing well spiritually. Now, in order to make sure that that's going on, sometimes... That means having some challenging discussions in our lives and, and, and delving into our lives in places which aren't the most comfortable. In order to make sure we're doing well spiritually, there needs to be a sense of openness and vulnerability in our lives. You know, I remember with, with my relationship with Alex, we, um, we started probably first talking quite seriously about this stuff when we were about 14 Uh, I was probably about 16, he was 14. And we started basically, it was a a time where we needed to, we focused a lot on confessing our sins. And I remember for me at that time, I really needed brothers who I felt like I could talk to about things that I felt like I wasn't doing particularly well with spiritually. I, I felt like I needed to grow. And Alex was this person who was very open and vulnerable and allowed me also to be open and vulnerable. He challenged me. In situations where I would, you know, confess my sin, now, he didn't beat me around the head with the Bible. He wasn't unkind, but at the same time, he didn't just let things lie. He would say, "How are you going to change that, Ben? You know, this isn't this isn't good. We need to make progress. You know, and that was something I really felt grateful for in Alex." Um, you know, I, I, I actually had a chat with him this week. I felt like I, you know, there were some aspects of my Christian life I felt, I felt weak in. I felt weak in some of the, 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 the mind, the way my mind was, was, was functioning. I felt like I wasn't thinking godly thoughts. And, you know, but lo and behold, I could go straight back into that relationship almost 10 years later and were able to talk openly and, and honestly and vulnerably again. What a blessing it is to be able to do that in the church. You know, because it's, so, it, it, it's so easy to feel judged when you confess your sins. It's so easy to feel worthless, guilty, more guilty than, than, than when you first started confessing your sin. But that's not God's plan. God's plan is for us to protect each other. This act as a safeguard for me. I need to talk to Alex because I need to let, let him know what's going on in my life so he can help me stay on the right track. And in, 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 in the same sense... I need to to talk to Alex because I need to become more like Jesus. I need people to help me in my life, to direct me to become more like Jesus and more like the Jesus version of Ben rather than the Ben version of Ben. Sometimes we have to invite people into our lives to do this. Sometimes it it, it means, you know, there's a, a situation that's going on inside and you think, you know what, I need to get open here because... I feel weak and sometimes we need to be brave and God gives us that bravery to invite people into our lives as well. I was talking to another Christian recently and I I asked them, you know, how's your spiritual life going? And they said to me, no one's asked me that question for five years. And I was like, that's strange because as Christians, we need to be having these open discussions regularly. Now, obviously, being English, we don't like the idea of being too Intrusive into each other's lives. We like to very, very much keep ourselves to ourselves. Hello, how are you? Oh, I'm very well, thank you. But actually, and there's a, there's a good side of that. We respectful of people's feelings and needs. But at the same time, as a Christian, as Christians, we need to make sure that we don't neglect the fact that we need to be real with each other, and we need to call each other to being real about what's going on in our lives. You know, and if we like that if we are real, we'll become more like Jesus because we'll get the scriptures into each other's lives. We'll get each other's example and each other's input into each other's lives, and these things will change. I've certainly experienced that with, with my relationship with Alex. I remember when I first um, started talking to him, I was, you know, I was really struggling with a certain sin, and now I can say that sin's changed so much. You know, that I've, I've grown, but it's because of that vulnerability and openness that me and Alex were able to have in our relationship. That's my first point. My second point, this is Elliot Manku. So he is in charge of the preteens in Thames Valley. So he's a mountain mover. Now, Elliot Manku, as you can see, this is not what Elliot currently looks like. Elliot has matured. Um, He doesn't have crazy hair anymore. That was one thing that was very defining about Elliot um, he had these he used to come to come to church every week with a new gelled hairstyle and uh, as uh, <laughs> certainly was rather different to myself, as you might say so <clears throat> elliot 's cultured ha- hairstyle on the left and my sort of bush on the right we were rather different me and Elliot to be honest, and um, you know that, that was something that was uh, quite interesting in our relationship. I'm certainly not one who puts a huge amount of stock into my appearance, or certainly I didn't then. Um, uh, Elliot, as you can see, would put a lot more time into his appearance there. So he sort of spiked all his hair up with some gel. And, uh, you know, he looks really hip, you might say. I didn't think he looked hip at all, but I don't think he he thought I looked hip either. Um, So me and Elliot are very different as people. You know, and sometimes... When, you, when, you, when you're different to someone, you don't really get on with them very well. Sometimes you grind. One person likes football. The other person likes rugby. One person likes, you know, the colour red. The other person likes the colour blue. You don't get on very well. I've actually found, in my relationship with Elliot, the fact we're so different actually gives me a leg up in being more like Jesus. Now... <clears throat> The idea of having complementary relationships. Now, by complementary relationships, I don't mean to say, Danny, you are a beautiful singer. (laughs) Uh, That's not the kind of compliment. That is a good thing to do, complimenting somebody. Danny, you are a beautiful singer. But I mean more complementary relationships where one person's skill set complements another person's skill set. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all his many parts form one body. So it is with Christ. Verse 21. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. You know, I think all of us have a value system inside us which naturally... Be it, be it good, be it not good, value certain strengths ahead of other strengths. You know, some of us are very, you know, uh, extra extroverted, and we, we we appreciate, you know, being able to go into a party and light up a room with your personality. That's something that's a great quality. Other of us prefer to read a book and, and prefer think more to, to think more about what's deep about the world, to think about the, the maybe the more sort of uh, underlying nuances about the world. And the Bible says there's, more, there's not one thing that's better than another in this area. We need all of these things because Jesus himself, there were times where he was a, a great person to you know, light up a room and you know, preach to many. There was a time also when Jesus would be on his own and have his relationship with God, just him. He'd go out for hours and hours to pray on his own. So there were parts of Jesus which were, he, Jesus had all the strengths. He had all the aces in his hand. He was good at being you know, outward focused when he, need, when he needed to be. He was good at, good, good at being inward focused when he needed to be. Jesus was an example of having all of these qualities together. And when we have people in our lives who complement us in areas where we're not quite so strong and we complement them in areas where they're not quite so strong, we all become more like Jesus. Because we end we end up learning what is what is what each of what each of our talents are and because of that we become talented in all areas, just like Jesus. You know, me and Elliot very different, very different sorts of people. Elliot is a, a thinker, he's not quite he's not he's a very logical person. I'm a little more emotional and because of that, we've really been able to help each other in great ways. I remember um, having a, uh, a situation about a year ago where I had to, I, I chatted to, I was over at um, Elliot, Elliot's house and we were watching some American football and um, we, 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 were, we, had a, we had a quiet time together. And I remember sort of thinking to myself, I'd like to sort of, you know, share a situation that I was experiencing in my life. I'd, um, so when I was 14, I went to uh, America and I, I, I visited the church there. And I met a girl in America uh, who was a similar age to me, who I really, I really got on really, really well with. And her name was her name was Courtney. And um, I remember uh, getting on really well with her. I remember sort of just thinking, oh my gosh, this girl is amazing, and sort of getting on so well. And uh, I remember coming back to England. And obviously, uh, a relationship across the pond when you're 14 is probably not going to have the best long-term outlook. So I, I remember sort of like, you know. This relationship went, meant a lot to me. And, you know, I, I remember sort of... As I, as, I, as I grew older, I remember thinking, man, I really would like to get back in touch with with Courtney. I'd really like to, you know, see what's going on. And I, I started praying about Courtney. And um, I remember being with Elliot. And, you know, I hadn't... I talked to my mum my, my and dad, and all I decided to do was just pray. I hadn't decided to, you know, do anything about it. And, you know, I, I remember praying about it with Elliot. And I was open... And Elliot saying, you know, why don't you see what's going on in her life? And I'd always thought to myself, you know, I don't think this relationship is going to work. It's not wise. And, you know, a- a- Elliot said to me, why don't you just see what's going on? And, you never know, you might just become friends. Even if you just become friends, that's still a success. And I remember, you know, looking, you know, and I, just, I had a look and, you know, I looked on Facebook and it, it didn't seem like it was going to work out. Um, but I remember being so grateful that Elliot was... Proactive enough to help me to move through something which could have held me back long term. Because if you're looking into the past in these sorts of things, often that doesn't end very well. Often when you're sort of looking at things that happened 10 years ago, and you're looking for that, you're looking for your future in that, that's not going to work. I prayed, and Amen. God answered my prayer. He, he used Elliot to show me the way. Elliot was more pragmatic than me, Elliot's probably a more pragmatic person than, than me he's probably more practical than me and he encouraged me to do something about it and I could move forward and grow in that area of my life but I wouldn't have been able to do that with just people like me who, who are also people who, who would just pray about a situation like that, I needed someone who was going to help me move forward physically, someone who is different to me But who complimented me as well and was different? Who is your complimentary person in your life? Maybe you think about Paul and Barnabas. Paul always seems a very sort of driven person, focused on evangelizing the Mediterranean. Barnabas was the son of encouragement, an encouraging person who you just want to be around, just want to go and say hello to Barnabas in in the fellowship because he was a good guy. Who is your Barnabas? Who is your Paul? Who is your complimentary person? Where in your life are you weak spiritually? Where do you find it hard to excel and be like Jesus? Who do you know in this congregation who's strong in an area that you feel like you need to become more strong in? I encourage you today, get in touch with that person on a deeper level. Ask them what helps you to be so outward focused, so loving, so faithful I don't know what it is. Because I bet that you can help them in a different area to the area that they can help you. And with all of us working together and having these sorts of relationships in our lives, we're all going to become more like Jesus, just like me and Elliot helped each other to do. Number three, Heinrich. Heinrich's come and he's preached here before. Am I right, Malcolm? So Heinrich's been here. So you all know Heinrich and he's engaged. He's getting married in... Uh, January. I'm, me and Elliot are both um, groomsmen, which is very exciting, um, at Heinrichs South African, uh, as you can see from this photo. This is, this is the day that South Af- the South African rugby team won the 2007 World Cup. I hated him on that day. Um, <coughs> they, they beat England in the final. Um, so, Heinrich's, Heinrich, Heinrichs from South Africa, and he came to England in about 2006. His, um, he came with his, his, uh, his, his, his mum and his stepdad, and his three, you no, know, three siblings, and um, me and Heinrich uh, are really, really good friends now. And uh, again, we started up sort of being closer when I first became a Christian. And uh, I remember, uh, you know, us really, our, our relationship was really blessed. Heinrich, for me, was a, was he's known for his hair, in, in, in many ways. So this is Heinrich's afro. So so he decided again. To, to sort of try and become a bit more presentable in, in, in life, and he shaved that off. So uh, now whenever you see him, he doesn't have quite so much hair. But at, at one stage, that that was what he looked like. So his hair's about the size of his face. Uh, <laughs> so it, it really is if you, if, you, if, 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 if you look at it. So it was, He was always known for his hair. Um, but for me, Heinrich was a great support to me. You know, I remember we, I, I started being uh, you know, me, me and me and Heinrich. So I became a Christian in 2008. Heinrich became a Christian in 2009, which would help me grow in, in, in areas. I needed someone to talk about my life with. I needed someone, again, to confess my sin to and grow and, and, and you know become stronger spiritually. And again, confessing sin, it's not easy. But with Heinrich... I always felt like he wasn't just a schoolmaster who would tell me off when when I sinned. He was a support. He was safe. He was someone who I could could go to and say, okay, Heinrich, I was unspiritual today. I wasn't kind to to somebody. I wasn't kind to my mum. And Heinrich wouldn't, wouldn't just lambast me and say, you terrible person, how could you do that? He would... He would he would sound me out, you know you know you know you need those people who really ask, okay tell me why. Tell me what was going on at that time, and you need, we need these safe environments where we can really talk about what's really going on deep down. And Heinrich was that support. Proverbs eighteen, verse twenty four: One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Heinrich was that to me. You know, if you're a preteen or a a teen today, there may be relationships which you're making right now which may last you for the rest of your life as a Christian. You know, it's very possible that me and Heinrich will both make it to the end of our lives, let's say 90, if we're lucky, with 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 the current... Healthcare and dentistry. I'm a dentist. That's on offer. Um, I'm joking. Uh, but, um, you know, we could both make it to that, to that age. And it could be that we've both... We've had 75 years of life as a Christian together. And we've supported each other for 75 years together. Isn't that an incredible thought? You know, if you're a preteen or a teen, you could have that with someone else in this room. You, you could have 75 years of... Real Christian relationships where where you're real with each other. You don't bite each other's head off all the time, but you share what's going on deep down. We have that opportunity in the church to have those kind of relationships. That's what Heinrich has been to me. This is him... I think this is his 18th birthday party. And Heinrich's South African, so we have to wear these crazy South African outfits. I've never worn another one of these outfits and probably never will. Um, but, uh, you know, Heinrich for me was that support that I really, really needed at a time where I needed to grow spiritually. At about, at about age 15, I needed a friend who I could, I could talk to about, you know, how I was feeling, what, 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 how I felt about my own spiritual condition and who could help me to change. But he'd, he'd do it in a way where he was a safe place and a support for me. Safety and support. You know, for us, sometimes we're waiting for, some, for someone to be that support to us. Sometimes we have to decide to be that support to other people first. You know, Jesus certainly was that. Jesus was a great example of someone, you know, with the, you know of someone who, would, who wouldn't... Uh, you know, a, a, bruised, a bruised reed he wouldn't break. You know, with, the, with the, the, the great example of the sinful woman who comes to Jesus and her, her life's a mess. And Jesus says to her, You're forgiven. Go leave your life of sin. He doesn't say, You idiot. How could you live such a terrible life for so long? And we as Christians are called to follow Jesus and become more like him, to become a better version. Of ourselves in Jesus, not just for the sake of self-improvement, but in Jesus, and we can we can we can do that in our relationships with each other here, in this room. Who can you be a support to here? Who do you know needs support? Maybe they need support physically. Maybe there's issues you, you know that are going on in in the family. Maybe there's issues at work. Maybe there's issues you know spiritually. Maybe there's a a, a, a chronic long-term spiritual challenge that's going on and they need somebody to, to be their support to be their safe place and that's what we that's what, that's what we can do as Christians and that's what I've, I've been able to be for people and have had people be to me as well in summary Alex Heath a great example of being open Elliot Manku Complementary relationships, relationships that help us grow in areas where we're we're weak and help us become more all-rounded and to be more like Jesus. Heinrich, a support. Someone who hears our challenges, hears our our, our weaknesses, and someone who gives us a safe place to become more like Jesus. And we can be that for each other as well. This is my 18th birthday these are my three faithful, spiritual brothers. This, this is a, so I'm a big American football fan, so my mum decided that we'd do an American-themed 18th birthday. So Elliot and Heinrich have come dressed as rappers, and Alex Heath has come dressed as a chip. he doesn't look like a chip he more looks like a banana I think but because I I sent this I sent this round on the whatsapp group for all the young people we've still got can you believe we still we've got a whatsapp group where we've been friends for years now and we've been friends and we've been close since since preteens since the mountain movers you know since that that time we we've been close and we've got this this whatsapp group and I can put this up on the whatsapp group and we're all faithful all four of us as Christians isn't that amazing like all four of us Faithful And Alex Heath said, I don't even look like a chip. I don't know what I was thinking. (laughs) And we all just laughed at him um, in in, 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 in a friendly, jovial way. (laughs) Um, But, you know, for me, I just just want to encourage you. Discipling is an amazing thing. You know, discipling is not about being beat over the head with the Bible. It's it's not about just being a support to to, to each other. It's about being a support, but it's also about changing. It's about becoming more like Jesus. It's about becoming stronger than we would be on our own. It's about being the principle of a cord of three strands. The idea that if we're together and we do things as a team, we help each other, we'll become more godly. Our lives will be more successful. We'll become more like Jesus. And we'll end up with amazing friendships that last for many years to come. Anyway, I hope that's been encouraging. And it's been a privilege to come and preach and I hope that's, that certainly gives you some thoughts about how to uh, construct uh, your, your, your Christian uh, relationships. And also, if you're not a Christian, to think about, well, this is what's on offer as a Christian. The relationships that are available in the, in the kingdom are amazing. They really are. They're relationships where your life will change. Your life will, be, will, be, will become something that you never thought it could be because of these relationships. You'll have relationships where you feel supported, where you wouldn't feel su- supported otherwise. They're my cord of three strands and it's been a great privilege to come preach today. Amen.